Hi, I'm Maria, MBA, three-time business founder and passionate mom of five. At Mom MBA, we take the best principles from leadership and business and apply them to the most important company, the one within our own four walls. Welcome to the Mom MBA show. Hello and welcome to today's Mom MBA show. I am so honored to be on the show today with Dr. Kelly Jackson King. Welcome, welcome. I am so glad to be here, Maria. Dr. Kelly, she is originally from Bronx, New York, and she has been an OBGYN for over 20 years. And in the last little bit, she has shifted from just focusing in the office, delivering babies, doing all of that, to helping families be more empowered on the legal side of things. She works to help families and small businesses thrive in the midst of everyday legal situations. And her goal is for women to live an empowered life where we live more and worry less. And in today's conversation, we're going to be talking about some of these legal pieces of life that we often don't think about because we're just caught up in the everyday of changing diapers or running kids to and from sports practices, making meals, all of that. But these legal pieces are so important. So we're going to talk about that today, bring those top of mind for all of us and have a plan to be able to take care of the most important pieces. So Dr. Kelly, again, welcome to the show today. So glad to be here. I loved your intro because I agree with you in the beginning of my early stages of life with a new family are so busy, just in happy survival mode. And it can be really easy sometimes to forget to take that breath and say, now what are the things I need to do to set my family up for success and set my kids up for success moving forward in the future? Exactly. Yeah. You know, about a year ago, a little more than a year ago, my father-in-law passed away and it was a very sad, hard time for our family. And yet, you know, it was a beautiful time because we all were able to come together and really honor the life of this wonderful man. And in the wake of his passing, all of a sudden we realized that there were a lot of stuff. Like there was just a lot of like paperwork and legal things and whatnot to, that were now like on our plates that were in our faces that were, that we had to, to face in the midst of all of the, these grieving pieces. And, and gratefully, a lot of the pieces were put in place for us, but so many families don't have the basics of their legal financial life put in order. So can you talk with us a little bit about of like what you see, what, what you work on on the legal side of stuff? Absolutely. And I'll just share too, a part of my journey from, you know, why I still practice medicine, but started focusing also on uh, estate planning for families is, you know, I recognized as a new mom and gosh, my son is now 16 and daughters, she's 14, that I wanted to make sure that I was providing for them and for their future. And I didn't want there to be a lot of confusion about, you know, when that time happens, which inevitably it is going to happen. I didn't want my kids to go through this state of being confused about who would raise them if they were still underage. That was the primary reason, Maria, that I actually went ahead and took the steps to do estate planning. Sometimes people focus so much on the money and the assets, which is so important to make sure we pass that on to the next generation. But where I came from and where my heart started from was I wanted to make sure that I had set up in my estate plan, in my will, who would be the guardian of my children. And I think that's a component that sometimes people miss 
when they think about wills and the last will and testament, everyone focuses on the money. Again, I don't disagree with that, but you need to also, if you have children who are under the age of 18, make sure that your will includes, which it will, who would be the guardian of your children until they become adults. That is so important because yeah. if they don't tell us, well, what happens to the children if they don't, if you haven't assigned somebody? Yeah, that was just something I just was going to avoid at all costs. I didn't want my children to have to go through the courts for, you know, a court appointed person who might have their best intentions at heart, but just would not know what my husband and I would want, right? So mm -hmm. they might have the best intentions, but they may not know what my intentions are. And I didn't want there to be any moment when my kids were potentially not in the hands of the people that I chose for them to be in, for them to be maybe in a situation where they were being cared for by the state until a decision was made, or maybe end up um, being cared for someone that may be a part of my family, but maybe wasn't the person and I chose or would have chosen to raise them. So that was my primary reason for getting started. But my husband and I, we had built up some assets and 100% we wanted to make sure that for our family, that those assets were going to be passed clearly to our children. And we didn't want to leave that up in the air because, you know, Maria, when you don't make that plan and you don't put those documents in place all too often things don't go as what you would have intended. You know, mm -hmm. you would have intended A, but plan B happens, or quite frankly, so many assets are lost from families because a plan was not put in place. And I just didn't simply want that to happen. It's sad. So many, that happens to a lot of families. And yet those families who do have plans in place, it's just so much peace of mind. And I want to take a step back for just a second, because this might be the first conversation that some of these moms are hearing about state planning. Like, can we step back and just talk about what is estate planning? What does that even mean? What is this whole piece? You know, I like the word estate planning, but I don't in some ways, because I feel like the word estate sounds so big to people. They will kind of discount that they should be a part of the conversation because they'll think of like the Rockefellers or the Hill. It does. It sounds like mansion on the coast, yes. you know, but it's not right. <laughs> not at all. And exactly. That's why I said that I, I like the word, but in some ways it can be confusing to people. What I like to tell people is that everybody, whether you have what you consider a small amount of assets or a huge amount of assets should have a few basic documents in place, really just to protect yourself and your family. So for all families, I highly recommend they have a will. That's the, the first document that I would recommend people have. I highly recommend that they choose a healthcare power of attorney um, and that they have a financial power of attorney and they have a living will. So those would be the four basic documents almost everybody should have in terms of, you know, what do I need to do to protect myself and to protect my family and to protect my assets moving forwards? So estate planning is basically the plan that helps you protect the things that you've earned in life, the things that you've accumulated, the things that are important to you, your people, your things, and be able to have a plan if you aren't able to take care of them yourself, right? How to direct that in the future. And so I love that you just listed off those four documents, the four top that you would recommend. Can we go through and talk a little bit about what each of those does? Like what, like why would I need to have a, a will? Why would I need to have a power of attorney? Absolutely. So I'll start with the, the number one 
um, document that I, again, would start with everyone, which is your will. And basically a will is a legally binding document that does two things. It says, here are the, my beneficiaries. Here are the people that I choose to receive my assets. And here are my assets and how am I connecting those two things together, right? So for me, it's simple. I have two kids, it's 50-50, right? So it's delineating what do I have? And who do I want it to go to and how I want them to receive it? Okay, so that's one part of the will. And the second part, like I mentioned in your will, is for those of us who have kids that are still under the age of 18, choosing a guardian. And the guardian is simply that person who would raise your children if, for God forbid, some reason you weren't able to raise them until they were adults, right? Super important. So that's the main part of it. And then what I also like to do is tell people that, you know, your estate plan is not just about when you pass away. So your living will and your healthcare power of attorney has to do with you in the present. So your living will is going to answer those questions that can be so difficult for families, which is life support. And do I want to be on life support? Do I not want to be on life support? Again, so many stories of people potentially being in a situation they can't make medical decisions for themselves. And now a family member and multiple family members are a part of the conversation. Instead of, again, loving up on that family member, they're now ha having um, discord about what would grandma want? What would mom want? You know, and so having that living will makes it clear to everyone. I'm in healthcare, so it makes it clear to the healthcare providers. It makes it clear to your aunt, your uncle, your siblings, what you believe about life support and end of life decisions. And then your healthcare power of attorney, that's a lot to go over, but your healthcare power of attorney, sometimes there's things that we can't write on paper. There's minor decisions or even major ones that you, you can't always know about ahead of time. So your healthcare power of attorney is that person you designate to make those decisions only if you can't make them yourself. The healthcare power of attorney never comes into place if you're able to make your own decisions. But if you can't make those decisions, you've now designated a person that you trust to mm -hmm. make those decisions. And that's such an important part. Same thing with financial power of attorney. You can't make financial decisions. You've designated a person that you trust to help manage the finances. That's really important, I think, because we work so hard in in our lives to be able to create a home that instills values into our children to help them become the humans that we hope them to be able to become contributing human beings in society and also just be able to thrive and have happy, beautiful lives. And we also work hard to accumulate assets, to be able to just live and be able to live out our lives the way we want to. And but whenever we stop being able to make decisions, it's important that we have people to be able to make those decisions according to our values, like you're saying, because if we don't, who does it get left up to? Like, just say it like you're a physician. And so you, I'm sure you've had patients in situations where you've had to make decisions on their behalf. It's pretty hard, right? To be making decisions with the family without having some any pre-directive. Yeah, I would say one of the challenges for physicians and healthcare providers is when there are multiple family members who have the best intentions, but they've got differing thoughts about how that patient should be managed. And that's what 
that healthcare directive, healthcare power of attorney, and that living will will do is it will help the whole team to know this is what your wishes are and what your desires are. And again, I love that you said you're choosing a person who shares your values because some people may love you, but they may not have the same values you have in terms of healthcare decisions or even financial decisions, right? So, so super important. It's not who loves you the most or who's the closest to you. It's you and they having an understanding about how you would like things to unfold. Super, yeah. super important. So how do, how do we get started? How does one get going on creating, you know, you mentioned the last will and testament being your first recommendation. What is even like the first step that we would take as moms? Yeah. So the first step I would recommend taking is because I, I think it's important to actually have the legal document be created by an attorney. There are ways that you can go online and do research and say, create a last will and testament. I just feel that because, you know, wills are legal documents, it's important to have an attorney um, be involved in that. It doesn't have to be complicated, though. So I would reach out to a local attorney and a state planning attorney, ha um, have a discussion that you'd like to get your basic estate planning done, then get started in a process, you and your partner or whomever is important to you, having that discussion, which I also like to do with my clients, is having that discussion about who are my beneficiaries? What are my assets? Um, do I come from a blended family? How are we going to put all of that together when we're talking about it? It's really not that complicated. I think a lot of times people, Maria, think it's so complicated. They think I don't need to be a part of this conversation. It's too complicated. A basic will can honestly be done in probably about 30 minutes to an hour. What will take people- That's maybe it? Yeah, yeah. An hour? really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. If you know where your assets are, here's the caveat. The thing that can sometimes takes people a little bit more time is figuring out where all of their assets are. And you and I spoke about one of the things that I wanted to help your audience with is making sure that we give them a little checklist to help them to remember where are all of their assets? What are their real estate assets? What are their insurance assets? What are, you know, the different categories of assets so that they could have it all on, you know, in one document that will include um, with their will. But yeah, it's really not as complicated as people think. That's very hopeful because, you know, it just says moms, sometimes whenever, at least for me, whenever I hear the word state planning, will, test, power of attorney, because I don't understand the whole process, I start to make it balloon and think, oh, this is going to yeah. be so hard. This is going to be such a heavy conversation. I don't know what my husband's going to say. Are we ever going to be able to get it done? And so it just keeps getting put off to someday, right? Like someday I'll do that. I know it's important. Mm -hmm. Someday I'll do this, but it never happens. But to hear that it's really actually pretty simple. It's a matter of going through and going through a checklist, marking things off, making sure you have what you have filling out some simple things in the meeting with an attorney who makes, you know, makes it all officially legal. That's great. And are wills generally expensive? What is the price range for getting something done like that? Again, it's such a big price range, depending on what type of attorney you go to, but they can be as, as inexpensive as let's say $350, up to again, and again, it's so hard in, in, in something when you're talking about legal situations to determine because every family and their number of assets and their the complications they may have may vary, but it would probably start about there and go up. Most 
average is probably somewhere around $1,000 for basic estate planning. And the program that I'm a part of that I'm so proud to represent makes it extremely affordable and super simple for people to get the process done. And I agree with you, Maria, when we think it's going to be complicated, we push things off. But when you see the will questionnaire that I'll be sharing with your audience, they'll see that it's really some basic questions that need to be answered and then deciding what the assets are and then how you're going to um, divvy them up at your passing. It is not as complicated as we sometimes think. That brings a lot of hope and clarity. And so I'm excited for you to share this. Can you tell us a little bit more about where we can find that? Yeah, so I have two ways that people can reach me. One is on my website, www.ask-drkelly.com. You can um, reach out to me through that website. Also, my other website is www.kellyjacksonking.com. But what I really like is definitely to have a conversation. And so we'll drop in on chat or in the link, um, an email. And that way you can let me know that you and I connected through Maria so that we can get you those offerings that you can kind of get started and we can have a conversation about um, how to get started with getting your estate planning done. I'm very passionate about it because as a mother, I just felt like it was my, my duty, my obligation to not just care for my children in the present, but to set them up for a more successful life. And I, I just think that making sure that I take care of those things was just as important as some of the other things that we get involved with as moms in our everyday lives. I couldn't agree more. And what's great about putting this together is that it's not like laundry that has to be done again next week or or cooking that happens, you know, three times a day. When you put your last will and testament together, whenever you put your power of attorney in place, when you put your health care directives in place and all of those other really important legal pieces of your life in place, it's almost one and done. You know, yes, you need to revisit it every few years to make sure that things are updated. You have new accounts listed. You make sure that I mean, maybe you don't really want that family member caring your, for your kids anymore. Maybe you guys had a, you know, a change of heart and wanted somebody else to care for your kids. I mean, yeah, you can update those things, but updating is so much easier than just trying to create it from scratch. And so getting it done, one and done, spend a couple of hours in your, out of your life to put in place, invest some money now to save you money in the future because, oh my goodness, like we could probably go on for another while talking about the finance piece of things, about how much it costs if if your stuff gets put into what's called probate. We're not going to talk about probate today, but probate is basically when the courts take over what you have and try to distribute it however they feel is best. You end up losing tons of, of money. And so making the investment now will save your family so much heartache, so much uh, financial stress, so much contention in the future. Have the peace, create it now and set your family up for a successful future now and in the long run. And God forbid anything happens, but hey, if something does, at least you can know that they are taken care of the way that you want your family and all of that to be taken care of. I agree with you, Maria. Something you said was about peace of mind. And, you know, when I first started putting pen to paper, uh, my husband and I were looking at each other like, oh, this is going to be so scary. And you know what? When we did it the first time, there was so much peace that we had. We didn't really expect that. It was like, 
okay, if something happens, we've put things in place. It gave us as parents tremendous peace of mind to know that. It was the opposite of maybe what I thought it was going to feel scary. Agree with you 100% there. The second thing I agree with you too is that you mentioned about contention. When my parents passed, unfortunately, both of them have passed, they had estate planning put in place. And it was so helpful for our family because there wasn't a lot of contention. It was already outlined. It wasn't like I was the executor of the estate. It wasn't like Kelly was saying, you get 15, you get 20. It was the parents who had made that decision. And so there was, we could still have relationships. Relationships weren't severed as a result of someone passing and there being confusion within the family. So you just spoke to what I'm really passionate about, avoiding for families is contention and not having that peace of mind. Well, I love the work that you're doing, Dr. Kelly. And so we're going to share with y'all here in the show notes, check it out, the Dr. Kelly's email so you can get in touch with her if you have questions and want to be able to set up a discussion with her about that. Also at Mom MBA, we're getting ready to launch what's called Docs in a Row. Docs in a Row helps you be able to understand what you need to have in place and be able to uh, put all the different pieces, all those documents in a row. And Dr. Kelly is a great asset for being able to help get your docs in place. So uh, Dr. Kelly, thank you so much again. And we look forward to staying in touch and having you uh, hopefully on as a guest again. So Thank you, Dr. Kelly. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. And just remember, Mama, you are doing better than you think you are. Keep it going. I believe in you. Sending you so much love and light today. Bye. Hey, friend, are you ready to take your job as chief home officer of your home to the next level? Book a call with me today. Go to mommba.com forward slash book a call, and we can talk about how Mom MBA can help you find that joy and excitement in motherhood once again by getting on top of your time, money, and all of those businessy details of your home. Go to mommba.com forward slash book a call, and I'll talk with you soon.